Welcome to the More Business, More Life podcast. This show is for socially conscious leaders, entrepreneurs, CEO founders that have found success, but they yet they don't have the ideal life that they would like. And what we're going to do is bring in concepts and systems so that we can increase business with millions of additional revenue while lowering our work hours, ideally below 40 hours a week. We call this more business, more life. And it's an and, not an or. We don't have to have either or. We can actually systemize this to have both. And those are the concepts we're going to come with each episode. Sometimes we might talk a little bit more about business, sometimes more life, most of the time, both. <laughs> so welcome to the show. Welcome to More Business, More Life podcast. This episode, you're going to hear some excellent information about the definition of consciousness and mindfulness. What are some practical techniques you can use to increase your level of consciousness? And really, how do you start to practice the level of consciousness? So join us for More Business, More Life. You won't be disappointed. I am excited about this particular episode because we get to talk about consciousness and mindfulness. And I have the masters of those on the line here. So I'm excited that I get to not only ask questions, but really learn because for me, this has just been kind of a, a short journey for me so far to really get into the level of consciousness and mindfulness. And hearing from you all as my coaches, I think is awesome. So let's just kick it off by starting. Maybe you could talk a little bit about what are your definitions of consciousness and mindfulness? Thanks, Melissa. I'll, I'll jump in on that. There's different ways to look at it, but just in a general sense, when we think of our conscious mind, psychologists say it's plus or minus seven. And what that means is there's typically five to nine conscious thoughts. That's all we get, five to nine. So those that can really function at that high level, they get about nine thoughts at any uh, given time. And even just the short like anecdote, that's why in some meditations or just mindfulness practices, they have you think of like five or six things because then it kind of fills up all those blocks and it forces you into subconscious. As an example, you'll hear in meditation, like focus on your breathing, notice the breath on your upper lip, put your tongue on the top of the roof of your mouth, put your hands on your legs, keep your posture straight. Like all of a sudden you're thinking about five or six things and the mind is now full. So then it forces us into the subconscious, which that would be the next level of consciousness, subconscious. Now this is a, a, a terrain that is less controlled. The subconscious is like things that function, our heartbeat, our breathing, also our awareness, right? Like, so if you hear a loud noise, you're gonna react. Those are things that are subconscious. And psych most psychologists call it the default mode network. Default mode network on top of that is after about the age of six, our brain on purpose starts truncating functions. And that's why we can sit in a chair without thinking about it. We can brush our teeth without even remembering that we did it or driving your car, how crazy that sounds. And you get home in your driveway and you're like, whoa, did I just really do this? I forget driving because it's automatic. And the reason this is important, it's not because humans are stupid. Like sometimes you hear, 
oh, we don't even use our whole brain. Well, that's on purpose because the brain takes more energy than any other organ in our body. It takes more oxygen, more blood, all these things. So that's why babies, so under the age of six, you'll notice that kids nap a lot. They eat a lot. They, they're growing. We always say they're growing and they're sleeping, but their brain is also sucking in information, right? They're learning out of speed. I mean, think about it from zero to six. Think how many things you learn, how to walk, how to feed yourself, how to talk. Like you're a language, we talk about learning foreign language, but like, think about it. you learn a language from, from nothing, from, from this child. So that is remarkable. And so that is before this default mode network comes online. So those are like two of the levels of consciousness, our conscious mind, that's the frontal piece of our brain usually. And uh, which also doesn't come fully online until our twenties. Women, you could be like before 20, but like men, it's like 25 to 30, some people argue, but definitely 20, 20 to 25. That's even why recruiting into the military is done before those ages, because you, a lot of men don't think about it, like think about death or mortality, because it's not the, that part of the consciousness is not even online. And even there's a saying, to, there's a study, I, I don't know where it was read, but one of my teachers taught us that in around Sedona and around that part of Arizona, the like 90% of snake bites are men under 25. And then like 90% of those are on the face and hands. So that tells you like what the, the boys are thinking, right? Like, oh, let me just play with the snake. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle Masters is the one that shared that with me. I'm not sure where she got it, but but I know she's, she does find her sources pretty well. And that's where most humans dwell, consciousness and subconsciousness. And then we wonder why life sometimes doesn't change. So this kind of topic comes about, like when we start talking about meditation or visualization or affirmations, as speaking of Michelle, she often talks about affirmations is like taking an eyedropper and dropping water in the ocean, hoping that the water from your eyedropper will change the whole ocean, which is not going to happen. That's what happens when we're only working at a subconscious level. So to find, to, to come to the, the last levels of this then is where the super conscious comes in. So that's where you start to tap into infinite intelligence. And this is where like where people come out of a meditation with profound thought, it's where you connect with your soul. And actually that's what yoga stands for a lot of people think it's postures and positions and stretches and working out that's only one part there's eight parts to yoga and that's only one part of it the other parts it's all yoga literally means union and with the most highest gurus they would say union with god and so it's union with everything in the world all the universal thought and when you have that the first part of a yogi is to connect with your soul and then your soul connects with everything else so that's where we're dipping into that higher level and so if you want to auto suggest and that, that's another term auto suggesting right so in a way that's the a higher level of, of uh, affirmations we're planting seeds in our subconscious garden if you will and that is going to manifest much faster so one of the goals is to tap into your super conscious and there's quite a few different ways to do that, but that's, and there's more to that than there's uh, another levels. I'll just to wrap this up. I know I went pretty long on this, but then the, 
then other people would say Christ consciousness or God consciousness. That's like a whole nother level, like some where there are accounts of yogis that basically have an out-of-body experience where they are like one with God. So that's like the very high, that's like above super conscious. That's like, and that's where you see some of these monks, they're just like full on in spirit, which is like wild. And people, that's why people call it Christ consciousness and that because it's like, if you think of the stories of Jesus Christ, he was like walking on earth, connected to God at the same time. And that is like saint level stuff, right? Very few people on this planet have been so connected to God and then be here in a human body because you're basically like angelic, if you will. But that we want to get to that super conscious level where you're connecting with your soul and everything. Hopefully, does that help or is that too much? <laughs> no, that's a lot, but it's but it's good. I think when we talk about manifestation, you always hear people and they'll say things like, don't even put that out in the universe. Don't say that. Or And I think people don't realize how your mind can shift where you're going based on what you're thinking. And, and we spent a lot of time talking about visualization and stuff this morning even. And I just find it really interesting because you're always trying to control your mind in a way. But this is really like connecting in a way that allows you to to hear and and be at peace with the information that's being shared with you as opposed to the other way around. Right, and that's where people ask me, what's the difference between meditation and prayer? And prayer, I think, is when you're talking or asking or putting the thoughts out into the world that you would like help with, and then meditation is listening to me. I mean, that's a, a, a very short way to abbreviate the idea behind it and just to validate what you're saying i do believe words become because everything is vibration right so when you really take the essence of the universe it all starts with vibration and that's even in a biblical sense what is called like the holy ghost and that's where the word is god and god is the word and i don't mean to get like overly spiritual here but i do believe like wayne dyer said we are spiritual beings living a human experience when often people think we're humans trying to be spiritual it's actually the opposite we're spiritual living a human experience so your spirit is encased in this human flesh and the more we connect with our 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 soul the more quickly we'll start having the life we want in fact part of our things that hold us back is that we are stuck without listening to the soul like i do believe this is my belief everyone has their soul purpose and if you actually identify with your soul, that's the union going back to yoga, then you'll find that. And I believe I'm blessed to have found that. I know my purpose is to help as many people have the freedom they desire. And part of it is this discussion. The freedom starts in our mind, not in our activities, not in our bank account. If you want those things, they that's another yogi thing. Like when you, or even in many spirits, you if you put these things first, then all things will will manifest to support it, right? So if you're living in your truth, then it tends, in my opinion, in my life, the more I live to my truth, the more comes. And the, that's where the words do matter. Like even taking it one step further, if you, if you listen to the podcast for a while, you probably heard me say this before, but like witches and wizards, people think wrongly about that in some ways because you think of casting a spell and then think of English, spelling. 
spelling, right? Putting more letters together, you're casting a spell. So every day when you say something about yourself and others, you're casting spells. So that's why like in a prayer circle or something, you're like, send me good thoughts. You wish them well, you're saying it out loud. And I've seen like, and heard about people having like 500 people coming around children and praying over them and all 500 people wishing that same good vibration and then seeing people be healed. Some of my friends did a mission trip in South America once and they saw that people, a child was dying and they saw people come from all these different villages and they were all praying all night long and the doctors had said the baby would die and then the baby survived. It's like miracles. I mean, if you really look it up, we can ignore them. People do all the time. We're like, oh, that's crazy. What are you talking about? And we ignore all these miracles. But I believe like if you look if you look at those they're there like how many and even us look at your life how many miracles have you seen in your life that there's like there's no way even being alive like be coming into the world like going through being born and all that is a miracle in itself so yeah so just it is very special what we say and and words do become, and especially when there's energy behind it. So when we get angry or sad and those feelings are right there, then the manifestation is much higher because like Napoleon Hill said in Think and Grow Rich, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, and that believing part is all the feelings, then it can achieve no matter what it is. Yeah, that's awesome. So, and I'm gonna toss one over to Giovanni when we talk, start talking about practical techniques, because I find you all are both really good at being able to lead meditations in group settings. So what can, what practical techniques or exercises can listeners use to increase their level of consciousness? Let me start with Giovanni and then I'll go back to Steve. Oh man, yeah. I would say Steve's got on his depth. But if I listen to my inner Steve, the first thing would be to practice is to just get in a habit of of doing it. And that's sort of just something even I'm working on more diligently is having more practice. And I think on top of that, it's like finding something that works for you, right? Like I'm a huge believer, like there's so many different teachers out there. It's like, how do you know which one's right? Quote unquote, right. It's like, well, to some extent they're all right. They all work, right? It just depends on the level of your belief. This is the way I kind of think about it. Like, so the teachings, and if you really dwindle everything down and really listen to what the, like the yogis and some of the church, the churches to their core, not to the the man made stuff, but to the core of it, religions and stuff like that. They're all saying this pretty much a similar thing. But I think it's 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 finding what resonates with you and then practicing it and then just continuing with that. Cause I've known I had a really powerful self meditation I did like I think it was a couple weeks ago. And I, it was like a really powerful one for me. Like I just felt it like just like through my whole body, just this visualization that I, I did and I got the ideas from different meditations that I had heard and different people, the way people talk about things differently. And I was like, oh, and I had the realization too that we are limitless, like our minds, right? And it's like, 
just going through NLP, like the things you learn at NLP, just working with Steve, me just researching a bunch of stuff, going down rabbit holes. And like, I just, you just start to see the more you search, the more it gets narrow. Does that make sense? Like the more knowledge you seek, the the smaller it actually gets kind of coming down to it. Kind of like Steve just finished rereading The Alchemist. And there's a part in the book where Santiago, the main character, and this Englishman are riding camels through the desert, trying to get to this oasis to meet the alchemist. And the they switch. The main character is all about just like being in nature, like being in present in the moment and learning from his environment. And the the British one is all about the books. And afterwards, they switch, they swap to see to like so they can learn from each other. And uh, the British guy asks him, like, so what did you learn from the books? He's like, well, I learned that the universe is massive and like all this stuff, but it can be all be written down on a tiny emerald tablet with like a few little things. And then the the British guy's like, you learn nothing. All these books, like he's like, well, why do you have all these books? He's like, they need all these books so that they can understand this little this little these like few writings on this emerald tablet. And so it's like that's what it kind of is. Like we've had to over explain what it what it, the core is to get back to the core when it's you don't need any of that. You just kind of go to the core kind of a thing. And I kind of had that realization. And I've I've listened to the, the Alchemist like I don't know seven times. Like that's one of my favorite books of all time. And I listened to a bunch of stuff on YouTube and a bunch of other stuff. And I'm making this too long. What the realization kind of came in is like we are limitless in our power and our ability to create. And I just like, okay, if that's the case, then I just visualize my heart as this like this eternal flame, if you will. And like all the stuff that I was struggling with, I just said, okay, all that negative stuff is a shadow, right? Because there's a thing called shadow work. And I was like, okay, if I look, think of it as shadow work, all the unwanted feelings, all the unwanted thoughts are shadows. And my heart's this eternal like flame. I'll just bring them closer to me. And then those shadows will disappear, right? In that, I was like, oh, and like I just felt like this rush of like, just kind of like this lightness kind of a feeling through me. And I was like, like, oh, that's, and then it just kind of clicked even more. It's like, okay, let's just like, bring all the stuff that I don't, I'm trying to push away, right? Because I had heard something like, if you want to get rid of something in your life, don't push it away, bring it closer to you, right? And let it kind of like, you sit with it. And so that's what I was doing. I was like, I was just, yeah, kind of seeing like, and that's, I mean, I've been around Steve. We've been, I always forget what we call it, seven, eight years. And I think we're going on nine, brother. Going on nine years now. 2015 and it's 2024. So if I'm doing math, I think- we're almost to the decade level. We're, we're going to nice. celebrate. Yeah. And he has amazing, and I think he's been a big catalyst of meditation for me and like the constant reminder that's yes. like, I don't want to say it. And it's not a negative way. It's a fun, loving way. Because Steve always says like life will tap you and tap you and then I'll slap you. And I was like, I, Steve will tap me and tap me. And then he's going to slap me with the <laughs> verbial <laughs> meditation. Just being around him because he doesn't do it. He doesn't do it like directly to me, but just being around him and always doing meditations. And so I think that's been kind of the biggest thing is, is trying to get into that practice and and trying to or understanding that we are limitless and and powerful beyond any measure and that we yeah. are our creators of our own own worlds. And I don't know if that answered any of your questions, but that's what kind of just came Absolutely. through me. So well, that was awesome. Practice. 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 That's the the biggest thing. But I, I think you said a lot of powerful things there.
So let's pause real quick and take a break and we'll be right back. I just want to have an expression of gratitude right now for Pro Audio Voices. They're the ones that uh, produce my podcast and Becky and her team are amazing. And for those of you that know me, I'm all about WOW clients, WOW partners, and Pro Audio Voices is a WOW partner for me. And if you want to learn more, you can go to ProAudioVoices.com and you can learn about them. They also do audiobooks, and they're just amazing people. Thank you, Becky. Steve, you have anything you want to add? Well, I would just add it's the soul's language. The reason that it can be written with so few characters on a piece of Enroll Sewn is because it's not of the language that we know. It's it's the heart. And that's where and it shows up differently for people. Like sometimes when you meditate, it's highly visual, or some people hear a voice. And and at first you might think, and this happens for me. At first, I thought, what is this? I'm talking to myself. Oh, I made that up. Like, I'm just hearing this voice. And so I do, it's different for everyone. So it might show up. But after I meditated, and it took a while. I mean, this is years into it. I started hearing these voices in a good way. Like, I would ask a question, and then I would actually get an answer. Like, I'm having a meeting inside my head. And it's not necessarily every day. Like, so the first thing you'll notice is peace. If you start feeling calming and your heart's slowing down and you feel peace, you're you're finding. And that's where I know I'm doing a lot of biblical sayings and stuff, but that's where they say, be still and know God, right? That That is what we're talking about here. And that's knowing your soul. And then we don't need anything else. We don't need any books. Like you can actually do it. That's why we hear stories of people like Da Vinci and things where they were drawing things way before their time because you're accessing infinite intelligence. But let's start with the basics for those that are just starting, just starting. And that's why I always tell Giovanni, start with the practice because when you sit down and your mind is running everywhere, then pulling it into center and just focus. And then you're going to, mind's going to run out. Right? Like I'm talking, even now, well, I'm, I've been meditating for over a decade, like almost 50, I guess 15 years or more now i guess and the end made it pretty regular in my life and now it's like every day i don't miss a day like ever like it's just i mean something would have to happen like crazy like an emergency or me and then even then i would be meditating while i was in transportation to whatever emergency i would be inside my thoughts so now it's almost to the point where i can do like mini meditations all day long like while i'm preparing my food i can be meditating over my food and i mean that's a whole nother level i'm gonna stop myself but start by coming and don't feel bad about it. It could take you years to just keep bringing your focus, keep bringing yourself. So if you want to like focus on one thing or one piece of growth, just keep focusing on that until you feel that connection with your soul. And it is worth it. I mean, then life will start coming with ease into your life and you'll feel centered. And you don't have to do this for long periods. I started with like five or 10 minutes a day. And then now 30 minutes to an hour, but I did not start there. It took many years to sit in quiet solitude for that long every day. Well, and I want to ask this question because I think it's it's so important when we're speaking with a lot of CEOs and we start talking about mindfulness and consciousness and a lot of people kind of are like, oh, that's kind of woo-woo stuff. But can you, can you all talk a little bit about how consciousness and mindfulness has played into like your decision-making process and business and, and those types of things. 
This is the whole turtle approach that I've had to train myself on because I did grow up in Silicon Valley and everything's fast paced, fast paced. But then as I, I got to know more and more of the high level CEOs, actually many of them have mindfulness practices and they have block days where they can go think or have think tanks, all of these things. So meditation doesn't have to be sitting on a rug, on a mat. It could be going on a walk. Yeah, there was a meditation teacher I, I met in Australia and he said when people don't want to meditate, he tells them to take longer showers. It's like any place where you can just kind of numb out and let yourself think. And that's why how many leaders have we been around? Like, oh, I was taking my shower and I thought of this or, oh, I went for a walk. Like I'll be in a meeting sometimes with clients and then we take a restroom break and I come back with the answer. It's because we needed a break. And so I think this is what a lot of leaders uh, make a mistake. We often think we just need to keep going and plow through and make all these quick decisions. I actually make quicker decisions when I actually give myself a break. And even if I'm meditating or not, just the clarity of just looking out the window, go look at a tree, go look at a bird, like you think you're doing nothing, but then your mind gets a break and then that's the soul or whatever consciousness you want to call it. Like we said, yeah, you're right, Melissa, maybe this could all sound woo-woo or very religious, a spiritual, but the reality is then you create, you. it's like shutting all the phones off. If you're on a phone line, I don't know if anyone remembers, and I was quite young, and definitely my parents' generation, like you'd actually pick up the phone and there could be like party lines. I don't know if you remember Phil talking about that, Melissa. So, and they would have, you'd have to get private lines and all this. And so that was like right before my, me coming of age here. But that that is kind of what's happening in your head. You have all this discussion and you need that private line. You need the private line with yourself. So that's what I'm voting for. That's what I'm sharing with every leader. Give yourself space to quiet your mind and then it, your wisdom gets broader, wider, deeper, and your leveraged wisdom gets so high that your decisions become more and more on point. So, so that's what it is. And so if you're new to this and you're like, I don't want to sit there. Okay, fine. Take a walk in solitude, not a walk where you're talking to someone. I'm talking about it's solitude that allows you to think. Does that kind of help it circle into more of a function? Yeah, definitely. It's such an interesting topic because when you think about consciousness, it's so different for everybody, kind of what they what they want in life, where they want to be in life, where they are in life currently. <laughs> yeah. And so it it can be so many different things, I think, in a lot of ways. And I want to make sure I'm conscious of time because I know we're probably pushing up on time here. Yeah. So let me let me ask a final question on here about maybe you could leave us with you both maybe some story about what people can do to really bring a consistent mindfulness practice into their lives or maybe you have some advice for how you have have gotten there. Yeah. And I know Giovanni said he's still working on it. I know I'm still working on it, but <laughs> I would say I just start small. Start with something that's doable. Because I think a lot of people think, yeah, like meditation, like it's an hour, half hour or, or whatever. But really, again, kind of getting back to the wider scope of things, it's just like a naming convention, right? Of whatever it is, meditation, prayer, going for a walk, just being in stillness, being in nature. Like those are all like types of meditation. All it is is really just slowing down enough 
to allow yourself to connect because there's so much disconnect right in in our world and it's actually this is literally just popped in my head there's a movie with idris alba and oh i forget her name but he's a genie idris alba's a genie it's like three thousand years or something like that have you guys seen that one i don't think so no okay it's like it's i think a couple years old now but anyway so without ruining any of it like the main thing is so he's a idris alba's a genie and then it's modern days but Towards years of longing, is that the movie? Yeah, I think so. What's her name? Did you look it up? Yeah, uh, trying to see British. Anyway, so but like he's a genie and like Hilda Swinton. Hilda Swinton, yeah, it's a, that's like a really good movie. You guys should check it out. But what popped in my head when I was about to say this was that he's a genie in, in modern life. Like she finds him in like the Middle East somewhere, giving a conference. She's like a book writer, and then she like takes him to like London. And then, like, his powers are, like, dwindling because there's so much, like, no- like noise, like, with electronics and stuff like that. It, like, breaks up his frequency to have the powers that allows him to be a genie. And that literally just came to mind, like, as I was, like, just talking about, like, the stillness. Like, that's kind of what's happening. Like, our powers are being disrupted because we have so much noise. Not necessarily the the electronic noise, but just our own mental noise and electronic noise right there's a whole thing about what is it steve e- EMFs. The emfs yeah like all that stuff making our bodies get out of resonance and stuff like that because everything is a vibration right if you believe that and if not if you believe it it's science everything is a vibration and energy there are some people that don't believe in science though so but anyway just to get it like that's all i think meditation really is find what helps you slow down enough to allow all that to fade away to that you can have connection to the whatever you want to call source god the universe genies any other deity whatever it may be like i think that's all it really boils down to well it's interesting too there's some spiritual talks about the genie and that story and what I've learned is that metaphor is actually a genie for uh, a genie it's a metaphor for you that we are all genies. And if we actually tune in, like we're saying today, you can have what you wish. So the lamp is you, your vessel, your body. And and as you, as you polish that temple, so to speak, of your body, then you actually can have the genie of your life come to you. So it's interesting you bring that up because that, that the genie itself, the whole story of the genie and the lamp is a fable if you a parable, I guess you'd call it of this whole concept that we're talking about today, conscious uh, a concept of consciousness. And I have not seen that movie, and that's exactly what it sounds like it's doing because it's saying when you get all the noise around you, then you lose the power of your mind and your manifestation. So it sounds like someone knew what they were doing when they wrote that script, and they're telling people, "Hey, you, th- here's a metaphor for your own life." So back to Melissa's question, and I agree with Giovanni. Start simple, and like I had to start. I'm, I'm a very busy mind. My mind runs fast, and you can probably even tell how I talk. So it took many years, but I had to start with five minutes. That's it. Five minutes every day, and make a promise that I would do five minutes every day. And even when I did that, I was still wor- a workaholic. And my wife even said, oh, now you're going to add meditation? Great. Now we'll see even less. But quickly after doing so, 
I remember when and my son was quite young, we were having a brunch on a Sunday, and then my son said, Dad, did you meditate? And I'm like, no, I didn't meditate today. And he said, I can tell. And then my wife looked over at me and she's like, yeah, I could tell. And then it all shifted. Then it was like, you need to go meditate. So then I was like, okay, permission granted. So I just started meditating more. And when I was out of sort or I got upset, I would go find a corner or, and here's a trick, go to the bathroom. Most people are going to interrupt you if they think you're using the restroom. So I would go sit in the bathroom for five minutes and reset. And so I would say, start with five minutes in the morning, like the first thing you do, and then as frequent as you need it. Even if you're at work, go to the bathroom and, and sit for five minutes. Go for a walk is even better. Being out in nature, like breathing in fresh air. Look at a tree. Just stare at a tree. I know that sounds ridiculous, but stare at a tree for five minutes. Like literally put a timer on your phone for five minutes and just stare. Last Yesterday, I went outside and there was this unique bird I hadn't heard before. And I looked right up above me, the tree, and there was this little teeny bird and it was making this loud sound. And I was like, wow, that little thing is making that loud sound. And I just was like fascinated with it. But in those moments, you think it's a waste of time. But actually, that's where I get my most profound answers. So that's my thing is like slow down. Being busy is not the answer to all your decision-making faculty. In fact, like Giovanni illustrated with his story, when we quiet everything down, then we can find all the answers, right? And so, and I know today we might have brushed on people's beliefs, right? Like talking about different modalities of religion and different things. And I, I just want to say the thing about Giovanni bringing up as a closing thought, I've been around some quantum physicists and the farther you go in science, the more spiritual the conversation. And and even Yogananda, he died in like, I think 1952 or 53. And he was saying science is finally catching up to what all of us spiritual people already knew. Because it like even electrons and like the way the atom is and all these things, like if you look at Hindu scriptures, they actually like broke down the whole anatomy like thousands and thousands of years ago. How did they do that? Being connected to spirit. So I think whether it's science or spirituality, like it all comes together. So it's kind of like last saying, Rumi said, beyond wrong and right, there's a garden. Meet me there. I think if we all just did that, stop arguing about like who's right, science or my religion. And you know what? Just go meditate, connect with everyone and love everyone. I know that was big, but that's where that's where life gets really happy you know right absolutely i yeah. love it well thank you guys i know we are pushing it on time so i think we're gonna have to wrap it up i think we could talk about this a lot longer so maybe we'll do another episode who knows and we can get into more detail about kind of balance and strategies and and how to actually you as a ceo incorporate more mindfulness and consciousness into your company. Cause I think those are, those are impactful things that people bring and have the ripple effect in other people's lives. So thank you for joining us and remember to like, and subscribe to the newsletter, send wow to 72,000 and you will get our information for more business, more life. Remember, choose gratitude. <laughs>
Create freedom. Thanks for listening to the More Business, More Life podcast. I hope you got value. And if you did, we have so many more things for you at stevenoplaton.com. You'll be able to connect with us on social media. We are active. You can ask us questions. And then on top of that, I want to give you a really big gift. And it truly is. We want to give so much value. We have an offering. It's a program called Clear Path to Customers. It's the same way that we attract wow clients and only working with the right people, the people we want to. And it's transformed my business into millions more in revenue with the right people and my clients. And we're doing it absolutely free. So you can go to stevenoplaton.com and grab that. You just got to put in your information. We'll send it to you promptly. And that again is on stevenoplaton.com. I look forward to having you on the next show. Until then, remember, choose gratitude and create freedom. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.